Hey guys, it's Chris from Wicked History. So I get asked sometimes, um, you know, how are you creating this? How are you getting this podcast to the different platforms? I don't even know where to begin. I didn't either. I didn't either. So I downloaded Anchor. Anchor is an app that you can find in uh, the Apple Store or in Google Play. Download it to your phone. It's so easy. You just record straight to your phone. Or, I mean, you can go online. They have an online platform as well. And it uh, helps you create the episode. And then it helps you post them to all the different platforms. It is just foolproof. I couldn't do it without Anchor. It's absolutely amazing. So if you've ever been thinking about doing a podcast of your own, please download the Anchor app. And when you do, please let me know what your show's name is. Because I would love to listen to it. And I'm sure Lane would too. Good morning-ish, I guess. Afternoon, almost. Yeah. Almost afternoon for you. So here in Mississippi, it got really freaking cold last night. And apparently it's supposed to be hot at Christmas. So I'm like, yeah, kind of bummed out about that. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm happy that it's probably going to snow here. No, no snow. I thought maybe because after the storm that hit yesterday, it got down into the like low 40s, high 30s. It's like, maybe, maybe I'll have a white Christmas. No. I should have known, though, when I moved back down to Mississippi that there wouldn't be one. You were never going to have a white Christmas again. Never. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm okay with whatever. I just like the snow. Yeah. I don't mind. I mean, at Christmas time, I miss it, but I don't really miss it any other time. It's really but not today that great. We're talking about Christmas. So. I I am so Christmas is coming. I love Christmas. I'm sitting outside a Hobby Lobby. Um, you know they're closed today because it's God's day. It is, and God's I thought day. that's fitting. For talking about the wicked history of Christmas. Yes, the wicked history of Christmas. And it is not, I mean, it's funny because when I was doing this one, it was way less. What are you doing? I am turning up the volume because I am deaf. <laughs> so, um, it like after last week's episode, this is like super freaking tame. Oh, so. bummer. You know, I mean, there's some human sacrifice, but eh. yes, okay. I mean, for the most part, it's pretty tame. You I know, mean, you go ahead. Oh well, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I'm so excited just because I feel like there's so many falsities in mm. Christmas, mm. Yeah, and girl. and what where it all um falsities is like my new favorite word though just by the way oh is it it's funny that i said it is it even a real word no it's not but i love it and i'm falsities i wonder we, where I even... we make up a lot of words on this show so I'm i not... suppose i suppose we do <laughs> to everyone listening here's a maybe new one. falsities is a word i honestly don't falsities know. but i love it um i was talking to a friend about it And um, just one little quick fact that I don't know if you brush upon, but when I um, thought about uh, having you look into like some wicked history about Christmas because it was coming up and it's a great time of year and we all think of just one thing, the birth of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And I was telling my friend about the podcast and he mentioned that... In order to get the pagans converted to Christianity, they thought it would be easier, um, you know, portray Jesus's birth closer to this time of year rather than his actual birth, um, which I don't know what that is, but supposedly like sometime in April. But in order to convert the pagans, you know, they told, you know, told them that the time of year they celebrate this time of year was Jesus's birth. So that's how, um, you know, Christmas day came to be, you know, December 25th or whatever. That's kind of true. And we will, we will touch upon it. Okay. Um, I thought it was a neat, I thought it was a neat fact because I don't know who in this world or who even in our like, um, 
social circle or family, friends, whatever, you know, think about it. Like we just Christmas, it's Jesus's birth. That's all my kids, you know, say Santa, Jesus's well, birth. It's yeah, it's Santa's holiday. Does really. anybody know where the Christmas tree comes from? Does anybody know yeah. about the star on the top of the tree? Does anybody know why the traditions are the way they are? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm going to touch upon some of those. I um, can't wait to see what you found out. I so, can't wait. Well, and this is stuff I already knew. And it, I, you know, when it was brought up, I was like, <laughs> here's my time to shine. Because, you know, I love to call people out on their, their bullshit. Um, so, and, and Christmas is, is one of those things. I, I'm not saying I don't like Christmas. I love Christmas. I love, I, I love Christmas. Christmas. Jesus is someone to be celebrated. I love the hall i love the cold weather i love the christmas lights i love that i i love the, the the time of year um i don't go really based on the the whole church part of it but christmas in general i i love christmas who i mean how do you hate christmas but um yeah so there's but i do love like when when the truth is kind of called out <laughs> so it's like uh, i love the sorry. truth I love the truth. Right. But yeah, so we, you know, you had asked about Christmas or looking stuff up and I'd already had this in the works. I should have really, you know, it would have been more fun to do Halloween, I suppose, because, you know, people think of Halloween as the spooky season. But All right. Really, well, it's really not. Christmas is really the spookier time of year. So let's look at this from like a scientific standpoint. Okay. Let's do it. All right, so we've got the winter equinox that hits on the 26th of December, which is the longest night of the year. And you I know, thought that you was the 21st or whatever it is. It's okay. in the 20 in the 20s range. I should have probably looked that up before I set open my trap. But um, you know, you think of Halloween as being like, oh, this creepy. You know, the night the the veil is thin between the living and the dead, and it's nighttime and blah blah blah. But it's like you know the longest night of the year isn't for two more months can so. i just t can i say something mm -hmm. it's snowing <laughs> oh no oh that's so cute <laughs> how happy okay. to do it now. all right so you know you think about that but the halloween was really like the time when they would celebrate um the end of harvest because the end of harvest really like that's when you kind of know like how how bad is this winter going to be for us because you've got all your, you know, your stockpile for the winter. And you're like, this is life or death. So, of course, you know, they kind of associated death being, you know, in that realm. Plus, fall is like the time when everything starts to die. So, you know, death and re rebirth and all that stuff. So, you know, that's kind of how Halloween became the spooky season. But, um so, but Christmas is a little bit more sinister, really, because that is like the cold, hard months, you know, it's right? Like, that's when, to me, the veil would be the most thin is when people are, they're starving to death or freezing, you know, those hard, long nights that are just, you know, cold and you have no way of really making food. You just have to, to depend on your stockpile, you know? Right. So... Anyway, so that's like, you know, kind of like, it, you know, looking at it scientifically, the, you know, the winter is going to be more grueling for you than the fall. But the fall is really when you, you figure out like, am I going to make it through the winter? Did I, did I have enough harvest? <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. But yeah, so winter solstice is the longest night of the year. And um, we're going to start in like the germanic nordic area okay so okay. this is this is before germany you know we're not looking at any particular countries we're just talking about that european area okay so you know the of course you brought up pagans and yes yule is um their winter holiday you know their their time to um celebrate and really what yule did and and this is we're talking about the germanic nordic so odin plays a big deal here um odin was said in yule to ride his eight-legged 
horse, uh, Spanier, he would ride through the night with like all of his hunters. They would do this great hunt through the sky. Ah. Um, and you couldn't look at it directly or you could be dragged back to the underworld. Who's Odin? Odin, Father Odin, uh, he was a Nordic um, god. Okay. He's, you know, he, he's got the gray beard, the white beard, you know, and he's riding through the sky. So just picture this, a, a bearded white, white beard guy. Like a, win- a, like a winter god. Right. Like, well, and he's just like, he's the all, all seeing, all knowing, like he's not just winter, but. Um, okay. He's got his eight legged horse, like eight tiny reindeer, you know, and Ooh. he's riding through the night sky. Oh, that is so neat. Yeah. So he's riding through the night sky. And he's judging people, you know, whether they were good or bad. <laughs> and he's deciding whether or not that that area survives. Like, as he's, you know, riding across the right. night sky, you can't see. You're not supposed to go outside and look. If you look at Santa, you know, you, you got to be asleep when right. that happens. So he's riding across the night sky and he's judging, you know, good and bad. And people are dying or going back to the underworld and you know trumpets are blowing across the sky it's this huge deal of you know odin and his hunters just riding through the night sky so that's kind of like that's where the start i guess of some of the start of santa claus really begins excuse me right i think i think that's that's an important note is that that's kind of like a cool thing about maybe the beginning of santa well every there's a lot of different areas we're gonna go over and they all had their thing there's probably so much information santa's not just like from one thing but anyway that you know that's one of them so you've got this big big man with a white beard riding across the sky you know and he's determining whether or not the region's harvest is going to get them through the winter months and coming year you know, witnessing this can mean famine, death, and destruction for your family. So this is a big deal. Hold on. Yeah, that's crazy. This is so much fun in my car. So this is like this horrifying specter. We've got, you know, this eight-legged horse or eight tiny reindeer judging good or bad souls or kids as St. Nicholas does. You know, like Odin is accompanied by elves. really like come on well elves and we're gonna talk a little bit about elves but elves like are pretty sinister they're not like cute like i don't know where they got this cute i kind of blame sprite for making (laughs) elves look cute but we're talking like a long time ago it's sprite's fault so yule lasted several nights and included these drunken parties and at these parties, livestock was sacrificed. Okay, so they're slaying their best livestock, you know, or whatever. And they're given this blood collected in these sacred vessels. They're, like, painting um, animal, animal, red animal paint, uh, blood all over, you know, the walls and all over the statues. They're splattering blood on each other. They're prepping and cooking the animals for a huge feast. You know, so that's like one of the first celebrations of Yule. And then you've got Maldronat or Mother's Night is a special night of Yule where the goddesses, you know, they they take a turn and they start celebrating the women. Um, The sacrifices that night are for fertility of the land. Um, This night later became Christmas Eve where the focus was then on, you know, the Virgin Mary. So we've got this christmas eve now you know but it used to be mother's night where they would celebrate the women um all sacrifices went to them so So is this this is after christ no this is before christ okay this this tradition yeah we're before christ okay okay okay. right now good to know good to know okay yeah (laughs) so let's leave our germanic ancestors for a little bit and let's head over let's head down to rome so we're now in the, you know, the Holy Roman Empire time. Well, we're we're pre-Holy Roman Empire. So we're just, we're in like Caesar's Rome-ish era, okay? Okay. They would celebrate something called Saturnalia. 
And that was between December 17th and December 23rd, roughly. Um, they're celebrating Saturn, but to them, it's not, not the planet Saturn. It's the sun. Their sun god was named Saturn. Um, so to honor him on the, you know, the winter solstice, you know, so they're, or, let me just rewind here just a little bit. So we're in the winter solstice time and we're celebrating our sun god because he's, you know, these nights are getting longer. So he's obviously dying out. So we're going to celebrate him coming back, you know, let's bring him back. It's right, right. Here. Please come back. So they're celebrating Saturn, you know, they're, it's the winter solstice and he's going to be reborn soon. You know, we've gone over the hump of winter solstice and we're headed back into the warmer you know the longer days um uh but the rebirth part um of that story you know seems original jesus anyways right right so again we have animal sacrifices and followed by feasting and drinking and these parties were more like masquerade like just huge groups of people just you know partying And, and why for what though for the sun god for, for the sun god for the sun god okay right. yes okay yes and they would give each other like gag gifts almost almost like a white elephant more than christmas presents really but they would give each other gifts they were just you know silly they were sillier gifts um and they would crown a king of saturnalia so the king of saturnalia was like the to- the town fool almost you know like they would pick just some idiot off the road (laughs) and they would dress him up like saturn okay they would put him in these gorgeous robes and put a crown on his head and all that stuff i love it and he would be the king of saturnalia and then at the end they would sacrifice him to the sun oh god so (laughs) you know he lived his last days though just probably they were probably the best so i don't care about that yeah he he's done now he's over so the, the king of Saturnalia dies, and then because of his blood, Saturn is then reborn, and they uh. get to the summer again. So, you know, like, as the winter months, you know, start to get warmer, and then we hit spring and stuff, you know, that's Saturnalia, uh, or that Saturn, you know, getting stronger and growing older and um you know. I wonder if that person knew he was going to be sacrificed. I mean, unless he's new to town, I would say yes. Because they do this every year. So it's not God, like... God, I would hate to be the fool in town. <laughs> well, it's a different time. So people were really willing to die for God, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You, you look at some really some people that you may know that are super, super religious. Like, they might be willing to put their life forth for what they believe in so it's not i mean they really believed this they you know he believed that his blood spill would be what brought the sun back right right like you're a champ like you know and what probably why he was treated so well right right so here comes the church trying about that we had a little technical difficulty (laughs) a little faux pas i didn't have my phone on silent i got a phone call well, and here's the problem. As our listeners know, uh, I'm really bad at editing audio. You don't so, have to get good at it. You know. Well, hopefully you can edit that. <laughs> Y'all will appreciate. Appreciate. Is it? Did it just? Did it just get loud? No. <laughs> Sorry. I wish it would get loud. I'm deaf. <laughs> oh shit alright we're gonna start <laughs> we're gonna start over again but not over but we're gonna start back with the church okay Let yeah bring in the church alright so three two so here comes the church okay they're trying so hard to infiltrate the Germanic and Roman people they can't seem to break them of Yule or Saturnalia. And I guess it makes sense because that's probably the most important of all. You know, we're talking about people who depend on the land. Right, right. And they need the sun. They need the sun back to live. I, I get it. I mean, I get it. I mean, they, 
so the church you know had already pulled in Samhain which was you know the the All Saints Day so they've okay. already they've already like indoctrinated Halloween pretty much and they're like eh, let's do the same thing with Christmas so they take Saturnalia and they take Yule and it becomes Christ's Mass Christ's Mass that's really hard to say or Christmas okay and while scholars believe that Jesus was actually born earlier in the year some say springtime some say fall so you know when you said April it was like you know it depends on who you ask I guess they've tried to figure it out and it's somewhere in there somewhere not in at Christmas somewhere not where the story is supposed to be but anywho uh God, am I really that cynical of the church? Ooh. I'm pretty cynical. But, I mean, <clears throat> when you when you dive into it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's this, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm more of a, yeah, yeah. I'm a more scientific, science-based person than any who, but, so, you know. I'm more, I'm more spiritual. Um, but, you know, so they... They come in, the church comes in, they're like, all right, we're taking Saturnalia and Yule. We're going to smash them together and make Christ mass. You can still celebrate, but that's also when Jesus was born. So we're going to just tie these together with a nice little bow. All right. And they're just going to um, start start taking it, you know, leaving Saturn in his shadow. You know, now it's Jesus's time. So now let's take the Christmas train over to Norway. So we've got Christmas. Christmas is a thing now. Uh, it's in its early, you know, earliest uh, spot in conception or whatever. Um, it's still young. We're going to go on the Christmas train to Norway where Christianity is being pushed by their King Hakon. And we're talking the 10th century. So 900 ish. We're early, early. Okay. And the pagans are just hating it. They they absolutely hate it. Their new king is like super Christian and they're just not into this and they aren't allowed to sacrifice their goats anymore. So they just okay. This isn't funny, but it's funny. Um, so like in Norway, they started making goats out of straw since they couldn't sacrifice them, okay. So they're making them out of straw. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny to our, if we have listeners in Norway, which I doubt. It's not funny, but it's funny. Okay. So they're making goats out of straw. They build these big ass straw goats. All right. And they burn them. You know, they're like, that's their sacrifice. Since they can't spill the blood of a goat for their God, you know, they're going to just burn one to the ground. Um, and that's that's cool. I mean, it's still a tradition in Norway today to have a Christmas goat, which is a straw goat. And I will post a picture of one of these because they're pretty cute. But there's this town. <laughs> here's where it gets good. Uh, there's this town that is ha- in Sweden. Okay, we're in Sweden. Nowadays, Sweden. So there's this town that has erected a Christmas goat. And I'm talking a big fucking goat in downtown okay in their center since 1966 37 times it's been burned to the ground (laughs) (laughs) by an arson of some sort so there's still some people out there that are like you won't let us kill the goat and now you won't let us burn the goat so i'm gonna burn this mother down (laughs) like you just go a vigilante who is trying to sacrifice this goat so bad that they're just burning it down but yeah so arson is happening with the christmas goat but go norway i mean that's a cool it's a fun thing burn the goat yes so we've got the christmas goat we've got the yule log which i'm sure you've heard of a yule log you know the yule log comes to play in this time too it substitute for sacrifice seems similar you know they what they would do is they go out into the forest and they would cut down the biggest tree they could find okay the biggest tree they can find that they think they can drag back to town 
Oh, okay. And so they're dragging this big ass tree back, just you know the just the trunk, I guess. But they would drag it back, and they would light it on fire. Okay, okay. so as long that as makes this, sense, actually. As long as this log burns, they're allowed to party. So that's why they're like, we gotta find the biggest tree, so that the party lasts longer. But you know, the embers and stuff are shared among the townsfolk. They would like save parts of the tree and everybody got a little piece of that tree because it was said to like uh, ward off. It had magic in it. So it was like it could uh, ward off like illness, anything really from like illnesses to mold in the house. Like it, it would fix anything you got. So that's the, that's the Yule Log. Ba-da-da. Sorry, got to turn the car back on. The heat's got to come back on. <laughs> <laughs> My car so automatically. Recording in our cars. I know, man. All right. Life so while... is bit. Bu- life is very busy. It is okay. So while some traditions didn't survive the test of time, Yule log is still present today. Some people make like a cake. You know, you've seen the Yule log cake. Yeah. Cake like a log. Okay. Because cake makes sense. You know, it's like we loved the Yule log so much. Like cake, man. Um, well, I, baking, baking is a winter thing. Like yeah. harvested flour and, you know, like. I, I mean, know. I love cake. I love cake more than most. So I'm not against the Yule cake at all. Like, but it's just like such a leap from this gigantic log you dragged into town to light on fire. Now, <laughs> now we have a cake. <laughs> we got a cake. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Spain. Spain, man. What they did to the Yule log. Okay, so I'll also... <laughs> I can't wait to know. <laughs> I will also post a picture of this, but the yes. Yule, the, Spain would take the Yule log. What they did is they have like this, they would take, you know, and they still do this, okay? So they, they have this little log and they would like give it arms and like a face <laughs> and a nose and stuff and put like a little hat on it like a christmas hat oh well like a slouchy red hat okay and they would feed the log like dried fruits and nuts and stuff okay and then it would the log would then poop out your presents yes <laughs> what did you do here Spain, what did you do with the Yule log, man? All right. I love it. Here comes here comes Charlemagne, okay, and his love of all things Christian. So he makes Christmas the number one holiday by choosing that day to be crowned the king their emperor, I guess, in eight hundred. I guess that's kind of in the timeline that we were in. I don't know why I stuck that in there. But so Charlemagne is like huge Christian and once he you know he's crowned on Christmas which has to make the day even bigger to his people you know right so it's like a way to kind of push his beliefs on to others like people did so many times but we've got in 1066 William the Conqueror also uses December for his coronation day when he becomes the king of England you know he's like kind of stealing jc's jc's thunder there a little bit like i'm gonna steal your birthday man and i'm gonna get crowned on that day but whatever you know anyways so there's you know christians now becoming rulers that are like trying to push this new holiday on their people uh in in the very beginning of christmas these these quote-unquote christmas celebrations christmas has changed dramatically over time oh yeah dramatically so like poultry and ham and stuff you know that wasn't the centerpiece of christmas dinner in the beginning really no they were like what we need is this big ass boar's head and we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna decorate the boar's head okay so they get this big pig's head imagine this huge tray with this and, and not like a pig like a little pig like a, a big fucking, pig. A fucking boar. Like, a boar's head is huge. So they've right. got it on this tray, decorating it with like holly and stuff. And they would even dunk their like candles into camphor, which would give this like smoke. When you lit it, it would smoke. So they would put it in the 
the boar's mouth so it looked like smoke was just billowing out oh my god that sounds so creepy so they have this big head and they're singing christmas songs around it and i don't know what type of christmas songs because clearly ours are from this time but you know i would love to know what those christmas songs were about i would love to know what those christmas songs were more jolly recently so anyway it's hella jolly but yeah like so science and shit and they have the camp for candles and you know that we're talking the we're now in like the the 18th century we've kind of jumped in time quite a bit but just a little so also there's um there was and you've probably you know the song here we go wassailing so wassailing wassailing whatever okay wassailing so people the people in the town would show up to like these rich folks house and they would bang on their door just kind of barge in you know and they would start singing you know they were they would just come into these rich folks house they'd start singing and if the host was nice the host would give them wassail which is was like a type of a uh, drink a beverage of some alcoholic beverage you know they would drink with the homeowner and they would you know they had these sayings that they would say to each other like you know cheers to the next year or whatever you know they were if they were good they would do that okay if they were not nice though if these people came barging into this rich person's home and the rich person's like get out they would wreck their shit they would just vandalize the the shit out of their houses so i don't know why anybody would not be nice to these people like you've got a imagine you're at home okay and this like angry mob comes barreling through your door and they start singing and you're like what get out so they just destroy your house they egg your house like what you know i don't know it just seemed really weird so that's wassailing you know, unless you're in South Wales, South Wales, in which case wassailing also included something pretty sinister looking. Uh, it's like a horse skull that they put oh. on this, this long stick, like a stake or whatever. So they put oh. this horse head on it. All right. And then they like put a sheet around it. And I'm not even kidding. And they walk around. With these horse demons on a stick. You know, some mm-hmm. some of the pictures had antlers and stuff. I mean, they just and they still do this. So it's called uh it's called Mare Lude. It's beautiful and horrifying, like at the same time. I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's just a horse skull with a sheet. Kind of like it's wearing a robe, I guess. But it's just this really tall thing, this horse head, and they decorate it with like ribbons and stuff. It, it's it's something. It is really something. It's like I said, beautiful and just horrifying at the same time. So where that's that's kind of wassailing. Um, just we're a wild time for Christmas. So the Middle Ages, it was like parties, costumes, drinking, the Feast of Fools. Remember the Feast of Fools, the King of Saturnalia? Yeah. Okay, so the French and English loved loved this. So they would they would do the the Feast of Fools. They'd find a fool, dress him up like a king, you know, he was the lord of misrule. So no rules party. And they had a king of misrule. Sorry, a lord of misrule that would just kind of, you know, he would preside over it. They didn't kill him. Sorry about the beeping. (laughs) 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 So there's there's this huge party, no rules, you know. It started, you know, just like before, like its predecessors, it was just big parties. Um, Scotland would choose a young boy to be the abbot. Uh, the judges the kind of write themselves for this. The abbot, you know, of the church. Okay. <laughs> I, I had a really hard time, like, not making a lot of jokes when I read this. But, yeah. So, Scotland would pick a young boy to be a member of the church. 
Um, Lucky Feast of you, Fools, buddy. Right. Feast of Fools was like no doubt amazing, but Jesus Christ hated it. The church did not like it at all. So that, you know, they kind of gave them this leeway time of getting this debauchery out of their system, I guess. And they were like, all right, we're shutting this down. We're not doing this anymore. So they were trying to get rid of Saturnalia and Yule. Um, the Puritans, the Puritans, like, they hit the stage. And and Christmas is canceled. So they understand. They The Puritans understood that Christmas was stolen from Yule and Saturnalia. And they didn't want any part of it. So there's actually there was actually Christian lineage that wanted no part in. Wow, wow! Oliver Cromwell he comes in and he executes King Charles the first and he takes over England. There was so there was this time you know in 1863 for a couple of years where there wasn't a monarch. It was Oliver Cromwell and the Puritans were over, you know, wow over England. So they stopped it. I mean. He like he straight made celebrating illegal. He was just he stopped all things fun. Theater, sports, booze. The Catholics absolutely fucking hated Cromwell. They didn't want they hated it. And they wanted they wanted to keep Christmas a thing. So they created what they thought would be like a little easier for the church to swallow. Some guy named Father Christmas. So they kind of like they create this Father Christmas to symbolize the root of the holiday to kind of bypass, you know, the bad stuff that the Puritans think about Christmas. Um, and the the Puritans were like, no, they got on a boat and they went to the New World. Right. You know, bringing their bringing their Grinch ways across the pond. You know, they punished you if you were jolly like they just they were a fun bunch. A fun oh, bunch they sound great. To be fair, though, the Puritans hated Christmas because they knew it wasn't Christian-based. Bravo. Right. right. Bravo to the Puritans for that part. So fly with me now to Germany, where the Protestants are picking up momentum. They love Christmas. So much so that they put trees indoors and decorate. Oh, Tannenbaum. You know, the song. They love the tree. I don't, I don't know that song. Well, they're, you know, because they've got these pagan ancestors that worship trees and they've always kind of had a thing for, you know, the trees. Right, right. So they start, you know, they start bringing trees inside. You know, they can't, they can't, they can't worship their uh, tree gods or whatever, their ancestors that worship trees, which is a bummer. So they're like, no, we're going to try to stray away from what we're going to do is we're going to tell the Christians that this is the tree of paradise from Adam and Eve. Oh. It has nothing to do with our pagan ancestors. That's not why we love trees. Oh. This is the tree of paradise. And the people were like, yeah, it's that's that's why. That's that's the, that's the tree. It's the tree of paradise. Let's put some apples on it, you know. And those eventually became, you know, the little red balls, Christmas balls that you put on your tree. But, yeah, they're like, all right, let's slap some apples on it and call it a day. You know, we're not celebrating the tree. Paganism. The trees. No, it's the tree of paradise stuff. So, yeah, anyway, that's, that's kind of the Christmas tree's origins right there. It's really not as, you know, exciting as you would think, but that's where you get the tree. Because, like, you know, even, like, there were... Christians were very anti bringing a tree in the house, especially to decorate it. So, yeah, it was kind of the Germans that like played up this. This is the tree of paradise. We're going to, you know, go biblical way back to Adam and Eve. And, you know, we're not doing anything shady at all. But we've got, you know, (laughs) Martin Luther, who is the start, you know, the head of the Lutheran church. He likes the Christmas tree and he starts adding lights to it. So he would put candles on it. You know, he was like the primordial. That's not um, dangerous. He's like the primordial Clark Griswold. Yeah, no, of course. You, you yank a tree out of the ground. Let it dry out. You let it dry. <laughs> <laughs> and you cover it in candles. You're like, that is awesome. That Bravo, Martin Luther. Bravo. Right, right. 
so finally fussy pants cromwell dies and all of his cool kids um so the monarchy's back in england with you know charles the first son charles the second and he brings christmas back to england but they're like man we're kind of over it man you know we've been without christmas for so long we're, we're cool we're all right we're good without it it's not until his son George III marries this German princess that the Christmas tree, you know, she's coming from Germany where it's like, you know, the Christmas tree is the big deal there. She comes to England where Christmas isn't really a big deal. And she's like, fuck you. I'm going to put a tree up and we're going to celebrate this shit. And the people loved it. They were like, absolutely. Like, that's (laughs) happy ho-ho holidays. It was awesome. And then Charlotte starts throwing parties for charlotte the wife sorry starts throwing parties for kids and it included the christmas tree and people were like this is this is fantastic we love it you know we're giving kids presents but awesome we've got a tree that's dry and brittle and has candles all over it excellent (laughs) this is fantastic and this gets passed down to queen victoria you know, she's also got German roots and she had a Christmas tree growing up and she's like, boom, Christmas is back, bitches. You know, she puts the tree up and it became like Victoria and her husband, Albert, were like this beautiful couple. They were so in love with each other. They put each other over their own kids. They were like so they were such a beautiful couple. Like they loved each other so much Had all these kids. It was just this great family and people looked up to them. So if they saw pictures, not pictures, but drawings of Queen Victoria with a Christmas tree, they're like, by God, I must have one as well. So the Christmas tree is just booming. The Christmas tree business is up and going. It's, you know, and she's residing over like the Industrial Revolution time. So the Industrial Revolution brings the middle class really into play here. So it kind of creates the middle class. And the middle class is, like, all about kids. So they loved this holiday where kids got presents from Father Christmas. You know, it was just, like, this fun thing to do. And, you know, it starts to, you know, stray away from its origins even more by becoming this, like, kid holiday. So there's a lot of versions of Santa. There's some that are, like, you know, more benevolent, like Cinder Klaus or Christkin. You know, those are like these, these forms of, I guess, Santa from different regions, but they're more like these beautiful benevolent spirits. And then there's some that are just like straight dark. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about those. All right. So let's talk about Iceland. All right. Iceland has what's called the Yule Lads and they're kind of like, they're kind of like, uh, the seven dwarves i guess they're like they're elves you know mm-hmm. and, but they're just like they're named after the pranks that they're kind of known for pulling and i'm not kidding these are some really weird names yes I, I didn't write down because i cannot pronounce them i didn't write down their actual name i wrote down the uh the translation of their name okay okay so the first one, the first lad we have is Sheepcoat Claude. Okay, he's he's first. So he comes. <laughs> oh, okay. gosh. So he comes to town and he's known for trying to suckle your ewes in the sheep shed. I don't know what they mean by suckle, but it's not awesome. So they're, he's known for suckling the sheep in your shed oh lord i think of either snuggling or getting milk no suckling i would think is getting milk like honestly i think they're suckling anyways so that's sheep cook claude he's the first to come okay the next night you've got december 13th now we've got gully gawk and gully gawk likes to hide in the gullies so he can sneak into your barn and drink the foam off your milk (laughs) (laughs) elves like milk but just the foam like this is a very specific elf here so december 14th we have stubby um he likes to eat pan scraps so he's not really 
he's not as gross. Stubby's all right. He, he just, you know. <laughs> Stubby's all okay. right. He's all right. Yeah, actually, so I'll the leave a little night, extra in there for you, Stubby. The next night we have, uh, December 15th, we have Spoon Liquor. And I really don't think <laughs> I need to. I don't really think I need to elaborate anymore. <laughs> in fact, these names get pretty straightforward here. So December 16th, we've got Pot Scraper. December 17th, we've got Bowl Liquor. December 18th, Door Slammer. The next night, we've got Skier Gobbler, which Skier is, um, it's like an Icelandic yogurt. It's a little bit thicker than yogurt and made a little differently, but it's it's basically yogurt. Okay. So we've got mm. Skier Gobbler. Then we've got Sausage Swiper. December 21st is a little weird. Uh, we've got Window Peeper. And he Ooh. does exactly what you think he's doing. He is peeping on you in the window. Okay. On the 21st. So Be good on eyes. the 21st. That's coming up tomorrow. Make sure Be you good. got your underwear on. Okay. So December 22nd, we've got the doorway sniffer. I am not kidding. It is the doorway <laughs> sniffer. <laughs> oh that's good okay okay Okay. Okay. so the 23rd (laughs) the rapist (laughs) that's not funny that's not funny you laughed you're sick okay no okay it's awful well it sounds like it's leading to that it does it does window peeper okay so we got on december 23rd we've got meat hook Oh my god. That's so freaky. <laughs> and he is exactly what you think he is. He's got a hook on a stick. And he's trying to hook your meat. Who's meat? Your meat. Real meat? Yeah, your meat. Okay. So last the last of all is December 24th, Christmas Eve. We've Can got... I tell you how bad I wish you edited this shit? <laughs> Uh, oh well okay no your joke wasn't bad oh lord okay no not just that but um so our last guy okay is candle beggar and okay you would think he's like begging for candles the dark but he likes to bite the candles i don't know i don't I don't know how, you know, you look at all these and you're like, how do they fit together? Because they they take this really crazy turn at one point. You're like, there's a stalker in town or, an, you know, I don't know what he's sniffing my doors for, but he's been peeping on me. And then all of a sudden you're like, I like to bite candles. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm the odd one. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to the netherlands where y'all really got to get this shit under control here so the netherlands get really racist with someone named zwart pete okay okay and when any pictures you see of zwart pete in like the festivals that they do these are white folks doing blackface it is like straight racism okay but zwart pete he likes to stuff kids that are bad into a burlap sack and drag them to Spain for their punishment. Why Spain? Oh. I don't know. Maybe because they're logs, shit presents. I really don't know why Spain. <laughs> hey, there's still presents. <laughs> so then we've got Germany has Belschnickel. And Belschnickel, actually, if you're an Office fan, Belschnickel, uh, Dwight comes to the office in one of the episodes as <gasps> Belschnickel. Anyways, Belschnickel is like, it. he's also a dick. Like, okay, so Belschnickel will like come to your class and he'll start quizzing you on like math stuff. Oh, and if God. you get it wrong, he's like, he pulls out a whip and just starts beating the shit out of you. And oh, God. Like, this, this stuff I'm telling you about still happens to this day. So, like, you know, where we were raised on, like, Jelly Old St. Nicholas, like, they got Belschnickel coming to their their schools. 
and like quizzing them on stuff and if you're bad they're like the teacher just stands there and claps like you just get beat with a, a rod <laughs> like the germans are hardcore so we've also like while we're in the germany area let's go ahead and talk about krampus ah krampus is like if you ever if a nightmare was ever birthed it is krampus like <laughs> no doubt he's like Okay, so imagine, if you will, this, like, super tall, upright goat. And he's got this, like, Gene Simmons tongue. I mean, he's he's walking on his goat, his back to goat legs, okay? And he's got these huge horns. He's, like, you know, forked tongue thing. Okay, he's a, he's a demon. He is a demon. That these children are, like, they're just born, you know, just like you were born and now know what, you know, you knew what Santa was. This is like their childhood now, okay? So we've got Krampus, and you like kids go get their fuck their picture taken with Krampus. Like, oh my he's god, still, he's still a thing. Like they have they have like festivals for Krampus. So he's this demon, all right, and he puts kids in a sack as well and beats and whips them. But he also he'll he'll eat them. He eats the bad kids, like. Germany is just well, Germany is so hardcore, man. <laughs> like I can't even imagine growing. First of all, they God, I should have introduced my kids to Krampus, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, um, kids, if you're not good, Krampus is going to eat you. Not like your elf on a shelf is going to tell Santa you don't get a trampoline this year. It is right. like <laughs> it is like you're going to die. Bye. Right. Yeah. It, it like. We were we were not um, the best at coming up with the disciplinary scheme behind Christmas. Like clearly, Germany wins, but no doubt, Santa's watching you. But Krampus is going to eat you. Um, so let we're going to talk about elves now, like because elves are like always associated. But people now think of elves as like sprites, you know, with their little, their little like sparkly cheeks and like rosy nose and things like no elves okay first of all look up elf in a dictionary and it's a supernatural creature of folktale it has magical powers fairies mischievous humanoid mythological beings like they're not they're not sweet and we're like one of the only cultures that really thinks they are. <laughs> For some reason, we're like, oh, no, they're nice. And like everywhere, everyone else around the world is like, we don't use miles. We don't use feet. And elves are bad. It's like the, the same thing. <laughs> elves are just bad. Okay. So like, the, I mean, like they think that elves like cause birthmarks. Well, not, not now, obviously. But they used to. They used to think that elves cause birthmarks. Like that was a bad thing. You know, so elves in Ireland are called changelings. Like, I mean, Ooh. Elves bad shit. So, like in uh, Ireland, goodness gracious, I have like hiccups or something. So in Ireland, the changelings, like they would think that, and this is such a bullshit thing, but like only men and women would, or I'm not sorry, not men, women and children would be taken by a changeling. So what a changeling would do is find like these feeble-minded women or children because men are not feeble-minded at all. They're very strong, mm. mm -hmm, you know. Mm. So if your wife or child started showing interest in things that they know they didn't before or start like being a little bit rebellious and not like allow, you know, it was huge in their culture back then to like, you know, the wife was owned by the husband. So let's say the, the wife is starting to kind of like, fuck this shit you know she's kind of changing a little bit oh, it's got to be a changeling okay the changeling took my wife because now all of a sudden she's not obedient oh god so yeah like that's kind of i mean and no one knows this there's this i'm about to tell just a quick little story about a husband and wife so bridget and michael cleary uh bridget is like you know, she's, she started an egg business where she would sell her eggs in town. She starts doing really well money-wise. And she starts doing, like, seamstress work, too. And so she's becoming the breadwinner in this family. And Michael's not having it. Like, she starts kind of, like, you know, buying fancier things. Like, she's got 
this bright red skirt that she likes to wear. She's not showing any skin, like, keep in mind. You know, she likes her stockings, her black stockings, which is kind of risque. And so her husband's, like, you know, watching all this. And she starts to fall ill. <clears throat> so she she falls ill with what the doctor says is bronchitis, but her husband's like, no, this is, she's a changeling. And we've got nine days to bring her back or we lose her to the changelings forever. Okay. So he's like, like torturing his wife for nine, nine days to try to get, you know, the changeling to go back and give him his wife back while she's got bronchitis. All right. Are you with me? So I'm with you. She's coughing a lot. Um, so the ninth day comes, I mean, she was put through the ringer. She was just tortured by her family and her husband. Okay. So the end of the ninth day comes and she's like, you know, trying to convince him. She's like, no, Mike, you know, it's me. It's, I'm back. I'm back. You know, she's scared shitless that she's about to lose her life. So she's like, oh, I, I'm back from the changelings. I saw your mother there. You know, he's, she's trying really hard to convince her husband that she's back. But she's still got bronchitis, so she's trying to, like, hold back her coughs, you know? And he notices that, so he gives her a a piece of dry bread, and he's like, eat it. You know, she knows she can't eat it. She knows she's not going to be able to eat this without coughing. So, anyway, so she takes it down, and, like, he's, he, like, no, you're a changeling. Slams her head down on the uh, fireplace, and, uh lights her on fire he dumps gasoline all or lighter some sort of fluid alcohol or something and lights her on fire dear god yeah yeah anyway so that's like we're that, that, that's what elves are okay elves are not nice anyways back to christmas back to christmas. christmas back to christmas all right so early christmas uh traditions included ghost stories and Ooh. if you think about it um it makes Christmas. sense to me. I mean, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol is like... Oh, yeah! Christmas. So, ghost stories were actually very, very popular in, like, Victorian time. Um, you do, It was, like, fun to scare the shit out of each other, telling Christmas stories. Even talking about, like, murder, blood, specters. You know, it wasn't just ghosts. It would be, like, they would talk like this. Like, you know, they would tell scary stories that really happened too you know like true crime stories to each other that was christmas to them i love they it would, christmas eve they would get around the, the fireplace and they would just try to scare the shit out of each other you know so they in walks charles dickens and he's like you know he is the creep vibe christmas basically now i mean we don't really tell ghost stories but you know he tells a pretty good ghost story that we still pass on to this day right he tells you know? a hella good ghost story but, yeah you know not to get off track but why do we not do that anymore like what? i don't know i was just thinking i want to i want to read my kids the christmas carol well that, like ghost stories that's by far my favorite that i've read so far i mean other than being the king of fools or whatever no 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 it's got to be the shitting log sorry <laughs> spain what is up with you anyway that's definitely the funniest i mean you know we do have horror movies that that tend to pick up that Christmas genre, you know, like the gremlins um, gremlins. Yeah. I mean, any movie (laughs) that would make any movie that would make our mom go, no, no, is Christmas. Really? Is there any movie that would make our mom go? No. Yeah. Anyway, you know, moms, no, but like, you know, I love, I love the idea of keeping like keeping Christmas spooky. I don't know. I'm for it. Christmas hits the U.S. due to immigration, obviously, and becomes official an official holiday in 1870. So, wow. So that's, you know, <laughs> but 1870 Christmas in the U.S. is still quite different. Santa Claus, as we know him now, was actually invented by Coca-Cola. Okay. I'm so, not surprised. Pre-Coca-Cola Santa, I mean, if you look at, like, um, Twas the Night Before Christmas, Santa was an elf. Really? In that, if start breaking that story down. Santa in that story is an elf. And he's got, you know, his eight tiny reindeer, like, 
eight tiny reindeer aren't gonna pull a fucking like 300 pound man they're pulling a little dude a little guy so he you know thanks coke thanks coca-cola coke has given us so much (laughs) It really has. And Christmas, you know, becomes all about money at that point. So, you know, that's Christmas. We, the Americans took Christmas and we created, you know, the big fat jolly Santa Claus that we see now. We start making all these, you know, Christmas songs, pumping them out. We got Bing Crosby, you know, we got all of them. And we start making it super commercial, like just spending money, like, I mean, people spend an, an, an insane amount of money on Christmas nowadays when you think about it. It's just like Dear some God, random yeah. holiday where we used to be able to party and kill a guy legally. <laughs> and now we got to spend two grand on our kids? What? Like No doubt. So that is the wicked history of Christmas. Oh my gosh. And how we had a really good opportunity to make something cool and we just fucked it up. Thanks, Coke. (laughs) (laughs) We could have had ghosts, but no. No, No. we have polar bears and penguins. Polar bears wearing scarves. (laughs) Right. And drinking a fucking Coke. Damn. We had it. We had an opportunity here, guys. And it's not too late. We can fix this, guys. What what we're going to do first is we're going to bring Spain's Yule Log over. (laughs) We're going to find I am all about setting new traditions for Christmas and teaching, um, like, more of a history than just, you know, yeah, what most, like, my kids, my kids are convinced that Mary gave birth to Jesus on December 25th, and, you know, the, the North Star is the star on top of the tree and it is and Those, lord the lord help. right 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 we yeah we we certainly uh commercialized a way to you know sell like a star on top of the tree or whatever i don't know um but that i mean that's the story that my kids know but however like i like incorporating you know some real some real truth into it I mean, like, you can tie in Saturnalia, and you can tie in Yule. Yule log's still around. Uh, you can get a goat and light it on fire. Sure. I mean, not a real goat. Not a real goat. My God, no. No. Obviously. <laughs> That's horrifying, but... God, I would uh, hope nobody would do that. Um, yeah, but a fake goat? Uh, yeah. They still um, make them. They still make them. Do they? I love it. I'm going to, that'll be part of the pictures that I put. Okay. Awesome. But yeah, like just teaching my kids because they're very Christian, you know, um, that's the only religion they know about. You know what I mean? Even Christmas as a Christian uh, celebration, um, it's changed dramatically. It's not, you know, I mean, like the Puritans knew Christmas was bullshit. Like they, right. they got it. But, and they're Christians. They're like hardcore Christians. They're like brimstone and fire Christians. Right. But, you know, I mean, we've kind of bastardized the holiday a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah for sure. From its conception. So yeah. even celebrating Christmas as it originally was celebrated is still a Christian thing, but more historically historically accurate. Right. I mean, or or you party and you sacrifice a man. I mean, it's really up to you. It's up to you how you want to celebrate this time of year. Right. It's a free for all. I am not going to judge you either way. Judge free zone. Definitely a judgment free zone. Yeah. I mean, if there's a town drunk that you need to get rid of, slap a crown on his head, give him the best seven days of his life, and then send him on his way. Let's not kill anybody. No, let's not. I'm not suggesting that you kill someone. Right, let's not. 
I would never do that. I would never suggest that. <laughs> right, like ever. Never. Um Murder's not the way, guys. Ever. Unless you want to be on an episode of Wicked History. <laughs> right. Right. Um <laughs> I don't gonna see how well she can dig us out of that hole here. I there's no digging out of that hole. Please don't <laughs> kill anyone. Uh murder's never okay is there any other parts of christmas that you wanted to know about that i did not mention well um not that i can think off right off hand uh-uh so i got Um, it i nailed it you nailed it you nailed it um that's awesome no that was very cool that was very informative awesome awesome i um i wish it was more uh linear movement right we talked it was about hard the it's a hard topic That's, to cover because it, it's it, so big well it you know and it started from a whole bunch of other things i'm covering two of the major ones but you know people were celebrating winter solstice i mean way before beginning of time <laughs> yeah right so it's kind of hard you know like as as this holiday adapts in different regions it adapts differently um while it's still kind of the same holiday people do it differently and it's it's really hard to go one direction with it you kind of have to go up and down while you're going down the timeline right to cover it all right but i get it i know i'm like the worst storyteller i like the i like the door sniffer the door sniffer yes the doorway sniffer Iceland um, is uh, too much. And I love um, Saturn. Yes. The sun. Saturnalia is pretty cool for sure. You know, Yule was, Yule's pretty, people still celebrate very, Yule. People I, are, yeah, that's very cool. Just celebrating like the seasons in general. Well, it kind of, it has me thinking and my phone's about to die, so I'm going to end this soon. But Wrap um, it up! You know, like, did Yule survive because people never stopped celebrating it? Or did Yule survive because, you know, people picked it back up? I don't know. You kind of wonder, like, was there, like, some sort of underground Yule people? Like, pagans just kind of, like, not letting go of it? And it kind of kept the tradition alive? Or was it something that, you know... Like, someone read a history book and they were like, we should do that. We should do that again. There's always, there's always rebels out there. <laughs> They're out there. I love it. Yes. I'm a Merry rebel. Christmas, everyone. We love ya. Merry Christmas, no matter what you celebrate or, or how you believe or how happy. you celebrate this time of year. I hope that it's a happy time of year for, for you. And yes. if it's not, then, you know. Happy let- Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I don't even know. But tell us what you celebrate. If you yes. celebrate something other than Christmas, tell us anything that you f- that you feel about this time of year. Any little bit of knowledge that you know, because yeah. um, it's really cool. That was it a is. cool. That was a cool episode. It was fun. It was fun to research. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Thanks for listening. We will see y'all next week. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Yes. Happy all holidays. Of it. Yes. All Bye. right. Bye.